Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Horwoodell, joined by Greg Crown. Gregory, what's going on? Uh, another we- another beautiful week filled with sports, playoff baseball, uh, the-, the NFL season, college football, the Big Ten's almost back, uh, the NBA Finals are going on, the NHL Draft was what I was locked into oh. right before right before hopping on with Wait, you. was the NHL Draft today? It was today. It started about uh, an hour ago. Yeah. I, le- I legitimate. Can I tell you this genuinely happened? I googled when the when the NHL draft was, and in my head I read it as it was sometime next month. <laughs> so I apparently can't read. That's great to know. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that happens. I, I I've been known to do the same type of thing. So, but yes, they uh, they kicked off their their draft uh, about an hour ago. So. We'll see how we'll see how that goes. It's uh, it's not a draft I typically tune into like this, but I figured I'd give it a shot while waiting for uh, other things to get started tonight. Oh yeah, I will watch absolutely any draft. I mean, I won't I won't dig into the hockey draft. I usually get bored after a little while. I don't want to see who the Flyers pick, but it's like I, I watched a lot of the baseball draft. Granted, that was because we were in this like early stages of quarantine. And there was legitimately nothing else on, and no real prospects for anything to be else, anything else to be mm. on anytime soon. But like, I got like me and Anshu got pretty into the baseball draft. So uh, yeah, it's, well, I'm not, I'm not I proud could, of it. I could see with it being shortened this year, that makes a little bit more sense. Like, it's a little bit easier to dig in. You're not waiting till round 47 mm. to to try and figure out who's going to be good. You know what I mean? Um, Picks seem to matter a little bit more uh, rounds one through, I think, what are they, six rounds? Five. Or something like that. Five, yeah. Uh, th- those picks seem a little more important than the guy they take, uh, you know, pit with, in, with the, like, 35th pick in the, uh, you know, 72nd round of the There is round. no 72nd round. You're an eh. idiot. <laughs> there might be. There's not. I think it goes up to 50, but a lot of teams stop picking before then. Um, let's see. So, the good news for the New York Rangers, Alexis Lafreniere, uh, mm-hmm. the, the number one pick. He's a six foot one, 193-pound, I'm going to say winger, but uh, I can't find his position. Maybe a center. I'm going to go with winger. <laughs> I feel good about From what I can see from him in this picture, he's got that winger feel to me. I'm going to even say, I'm going to say he's a left wing, for the record. And if he's not, that's where he's going to see the most success in his, uh, in his career. I mean, that's you know what, Chris, you were dead on. He is a left wing. That's oh, very, amazing. Very, very solid. Uh, consensus number one. Uh, I was having a conversation earlier that despite uh, despite everything I I know about him and and the highlights that I've watched, where he's just absolutely phenomenal. I th- there's something about uh, his name that just mm. does that tells me not it's not superstar. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Maybe it's maybe it's my bias against the New York Rangers. Or that, he's got a girl's name. That could be it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not really worried about that part. But it's it, there's just something. It's the last name. The last name. Like when you think of like hockey greats and the guys that are always like superstars, like Ovechkin. That's it stands out. Gretzky, Lemieux, Messier. Like 
the name the name just has that that certain feel about it. And La La Frenier or, or however you pronounce La it Fre- exactly. La Frenier. I'm gonna go with yeah. That he, that to, Quebec to me, born. So I'm, I'm assuming it's a Fren- it's a French pronunciation. And like as I'm describing this, I think like. Like the, the name that comes to mind that starts similar to that, I think of Mario Lemieux. Yeah, that, Lemieux guy, that just, guy sucked. Lemieux just hits different than than Lafreniere. Mm. Like mm. it just does. I don't know what it is, and I'm sure surely going to be wrong. And I'm sure this guy is going to bury the Flyers game after game after game for the next I don't know 15 plus years. Uh, but there's there's just something about it to me that uh, maybe maybe I just I don't want the Rangers to be good. I think that's part of it. It does seem like a disproportionate amount of number one overall picks end up in the Flyers conference of late. Oh, that's, that's not wonderful. But uh, good old good old Alexis here, the first Quebec-born player to be taken number one since Mark Andre Fleury, who had the uh, yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins in two. Yeah, he worked out. Definitely worked out. Didn't suck. Although that also that Crosby kid's pretty good for them. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe he's a left wing. That's amazing. I, my hockey knowledge knows no bounds. I've just I've really been studying up on this hockey draft. Well, it's, senators it's good to hear. senators get two top five picks. That probably means nothing with how hockey drafts go. Well, uh, the the biggest thing there is they got those. Uh, the reason they got that second one is from San Jose in the Eric Carlson deal, mm. and uh, you know it hasn't really worked out that great for San Jose. A couple injury plagued years for Carlson, uh, but. But Ottawa's Ottawa's gonna have to rebuild. I mean, they they ditched Carlson, they they ditched Mike Hoffman. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of guys that that were out of there. Bobby Ryan, I think they recently bought out. It's it's uh it's it's been it's been trouble for Ottawa. So hopefully, an injection of some some top tier young talent might uh might help them. So we are through uh, we're through eight picks so far. Jack Quinn, the most recent selection, going to the I don't know that. Buffalo Sabers, <laughs> that's exciting. Yes, yeah. The, the Devils add another. Uh, they add a, a right wing, Alexander Holtz, Jimmy Drysdale, who uh, you know people liked top of the draft defenseman goes <laughs> goes to the Ducks. I know who Jamie Drysdale is. I, I know you. Do. I know you do, buddy. I, I know you do. I legitimately do. Uh, the Flyers. Let's see. The Flyers pick twenty three. Twenty. So they're twenty third. Yeah. So I don't know. Probably. And the Senators have another pick before the end of the first round. They're uh, going to add some talent to the organization on this day, but uh, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll keep an eye on what's going on. Who will the Minnesota Wild take at number nine? That's the question <laughs> that we all can't wait to have answered. Honestly, we should just turn this into an NHL draft commentary show. <laughs> we certainly could. Um, I wouldn't have anything of value to add at this point, but <laughs> my uh, my eyes are my eyes are glued to this simply for the fact that I think the Flyers are going to try to pull off a big trade to add a top six wing uh, or top six, really top six forward in general, whether it's center or winger. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. A lot of rumors floating around the uh, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Winnipeg Jets superstar, former number two overall pick Patrick Line mm-hmm. and the Flyers. But the asking price just might be too high, Chris. Imagine being a general manager and asking for your team's top uh, goal scorer uh, in return for uh, Patrick Line. Probably not a ridiculous request, but in this Flyers fan's eyes, very ridiculous. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Well, I guess I would see. I would be qualified as a Flyers fan as they're the NHL team I like the most. <laughs> so in this Flyers fan's opinion, I don't know who the leading goal scorer was. 
Well, here's the problem. It is it's Travis Konechny, and you can't, oh, yeah, he's young. You don't trade him. He's, he's very, very young, and he the, the problem is is he went he went goalless in the playoffs mm, in the bubble, bastard. and I think, I would yes, trade him. Very, very much so, uh, and in many people's eyes, they see that one year of, of you know first year of playoff hockey in a weird situation, not being able to score being a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not that concerned about it, to be perfectly honest. For the record, it's, it's, I am very concerned about it, and since you've told me that, I have jumped to the <laughs> you should trade Travis Konecki bandwagon. I'd like oh to see him. Gosh. I'd like to see him dealt by the end of the night. Absolutely unreal, and there's a chance that happens. But my guess is it's a very, very, very slim chance. But we'll see. Well, I went ahead and I threw the uh, I threw the NHL draft on on one of my monitors here, so that I can keep keep track of what's going on, despite the fact that I'm almost certainly going to forget about it almost immediately. <laughs> oh, Gregory, the Minnesota Wild are making their selection. Uh-oh. It appears, maybe not though. No, they're just showing Jack Quinn versus some other guy, David Pasternak. Hmm. David Pasternak, uh, NHL goal leader for uh, for the season for the Boston Bruins. Greg, if you would have Very said, skilled. if you would have said, I will give you one million dollars. No, let's say one trillion dollars. If you could name the NHL's goal scoring leader this year, I would have just guessed Ovechkin because I don't know any better, and he's the <laughs> best player I can name. Yeah, he's still he's still uh, he's still you know fills the uh, the back of the net very very much. Travis Konecki. <laughs> goal scoring leader i would not trade that guy i'm back on the board that you build around kanicki for the record I, listen i i understand completely you know what's funny you mentioned you say you say you pronounce it kanicki which i immediately think about the movie grease which then immediately makes me think about why did i spend like four hours yesterday watching episodes of taxi i don't know jeff conaway in both grease is, and is it taxi. disney plus uh, it's on CBS All Access. Okay, I'm back on. Oh, I have I'm that back on, too. That's I'm another back one to on add CBS to the list. CBS All Access. Yeah, Greg, we were making a list of our streaming services the other day, and uh, and I forgot CBS All Access, which I legitimately only got to watch uh, the Twilight Zone. Probably, or, yeah. Is it was it the new Twilight Zone? The the Keegan um, the Jordan Peele Jordan directed Peele. stuff. Yeah, I watched that, there. and I wanted I wanted to watch Survivor. And some of the old seasons weren't on Amazon Prime. So I was like, all right, let's just, uh, I'll get that. It was one of those things where I picked up the subscription and forgot that I had it to the point where I literally forgot that I had it when we made a list of our streaming services last night. Nice. I uh, I picked it back up for, they added like a whole bunch of networks, like oh stuff from God. Comedy Central, stuff from uh, MTV, stuff from Nickelodeon, things like that. So I picked it back up, and uh, I've spent a lot of time watching Reno 911 and Taxi. And the Jamie Foxx comedy uh, Held Up, which is an excellent movie uh, that everyone should watch. It's actually probably terrible, but I like it. Okay, a um, couple things I want to address. I don't know if you have the NHL draft on. but I don't, I don't have it on. I'm, okay. in, I'm in the other room. But this, this, this young following. lady, uh, first of all, there is a, they showed a highlight. They, they like went, did one of those little in-living in room views of the prospect. And the prospect looked like he was roughly nine years old. Uh, <laughs> the young lady in the picture, someone used to tell her to cross her legs because that was inappropriate. Oh, My word. The Minnesota uh, Wild are up. Quiet. Current selection is on. <laughs> Bill Guerin announcing it right now. I can't wait. Edge of my seat here, which you probably hear squeaking. And that, uh, that tells you how excited I am. Make the pick, Bill. Make <laughs> the goddamn pick. This is, uh, you don't get a lot of time on television, and I understand that. But make the pick. 
Oh, it's that guy from that the last screen I was just talking about. The young lady has stood up and everything's <laughs> all right in the world. Um, I don't Marco Rossi, a center uh, from Feldkrick, Austria. Played for the good for Marco Rossi. Played for the Ottawa 67ers in the OHL. Good for Marco yeah. Rossi. Congratulations, Marco. You know what, Chris? Uh, I, just to backtrack a little, your hockey knowledge is on par with with literally all the greats. Alexander Ovechkin and David Pasternak tied. Get out of here! This season, forty-eight to forty-eight. Unreal knowledge by you. I think you technically owe me a trillion dollars now. Uh, you made that bet with yourself. Yeah, but I so think I feel like you you tacitly agreed to it. Write yourself one of those sweet D uh, checks for a million dollars for when you get famous. And uh, well, you cash that one in in like, I don't know, I don't know, 25, uh, 25 years. We, we'll go with that. We agree. Okay, wait a second. So, wait a second. All right. So I not can, from me. Okay. The check is from you to you. I'm not as excited about that, surprisingly. <laughs> that doesn't excite me quite as much. Apparently, I can't imagine why. Marco Rossi is an excellent playmaker. Um, look, I have to leave the hockey talk behind because I have peaked at this point. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't think it gets. I think I don't think you could get much better. No, no, I just pulled two complete things out of my ass, and I was right about them, <laughs> which is great. I love when that happens, and the people around me hate when it happens because I will keep talking about it forever. Much like I still talk about how early on in the Masked Singer, I predicted it was Daughtry, and nobody, <laughs> not a single judge, the entire time said Daughtry at any point. But I said that's Daughtry, the Rottweiler, I believe, Greg. The you, Rottweiler. You were right on it, buddy. You were right on it. I was right on it. And then the Mess Singers tomorrow night, too. Good season this year. Although I think the last episode, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, was completely completely staged where Mickey Rourke just kind of gave up and took his mask off. Oh, man. I heard the audio from uh, from that performance. Sounded good. Mick, Mick, Mick sounds like he's doing good. Well, it sounded exactly like... The second that person started singing, I was like, that's Mickey Rourke, and I don't know why he's doing this show. Because there's only one human being on the planet that sounds like that. Yeah. Like, so clearly Mickey Rourke. But then he just kind of like, he's like, I took the mask off because I got hot and he quit. So I think it was always staged. I think he was always going to do one episode. And I feel that way. Can I tell you, I think there's a conspiracy going on with the Masked Singer. Don't know how we got there, but here we are. I think there's a conspiracy going on with the Masked Singer where some of these people contractually sign up only for a handful of weeks because all too often you see big, big names, especially like super famous older black singers, uh, women more often than not getting eliminated when guy, when, when like people who can't even sing advance like Gronkowski. Yeah, that's potentially, I mean, they got to get people to watch, which does kind of take it out take you out of like the, the pure surprise and entertainment factor. It feels a little bit rigged. You know, when I see one of like the greatest singers in the history of the world, going home like week two on the masked singer i just i don't feel like everything's on the up and up is what i'm getting at. Well, there was there was somebody in the last season or maybe two seasons ago that was like that and i can't it's think like of the that name e- it's like that every single year greg i'm gonna i'm, more, I'm more looking at this right now we're gonna go back to last last uh well, Drew Carey went home first, so that it wasn't Drew Carey we'll tell you that i can't imagine why uh, Drew Carey would have been the first one out. okay i'm no i'm wrong uh it was it was so Lil Wayne, oh, okay, let's just get this out of the way. Major spoilers for season three of The Masked Singer, which is the previous season to what's airing right now. If you haven't uh, seen the show and you have any interest in it, you know, jump ahead a couple of minutes. And uh, But for those who are interested, Lil Wayne went home first, Drew Carey went home second, 
And then uh, two of the next three people to go home, Gregory, were Shaka Khan and Dion Warwick. Yeah, Shaka Khan's the one I kept thinking of and, and couldn't get the... And, 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 and Dion sure Warwick. Right. Yeah, that's... You would have think Dion Warwick would have known with all her psychic powers that she was going to get eliminated in like week four of The Masked Singer. Like, Shaka Khan didn't make it as long as Tony Hawk made it. Hey, Tony Hawk, you, you, underrated. Tony not Hawk, as a singer. underrated Not singer. as a singer. <laughs> underrated in some ways, not as a singer. Uh, Lil Wayne, <laughs> Drew Carey, Shaka Khan, Tony Hawk, Dionne Warwick, Tom Bergeron, Sarah Palin. That was still weird that that's a thing that happened in the world. Bella Thorne, Jojo Siwa. I don't know who that is. I, like, she's a little like, uh, like teeny bopper thing. Um... Rob Gronkowski, Jordan Woods, Brett Michaels called that. Hunter Hayes called that. Jackie Ivanko had no idea. Barry Zito, I was wrong. Bow Wow, I called that for a very long time. Very long time. There's even ads that I recorded to talk about Bow Wow being, uh, being the frog. Jesse McCartney called that. This is all verifiable. Candy Burris if, did not know who that was. If, if little Bow Wow didn't perform Bounce with me, uh, or, or what was his song? Uh, Bounce With Me was one of them, but he had another hit. Uh, if he didn't perform that, then I find it I find it completely... I would never watch that. I, I, you can't watch it. If he's not going to perform his hits after he gets revealed, like, what are we doing here? It does seem like a sham. I was pretty sure Rhino was Tim Tebow, but they went away from that a little bit late. Oh, you know, it's... it's Barry a, Zito is an interesting one. That was Rhino. Yeah, that was Rhino. That's the one that really got that, me. That, that seems like an unbelievable, uh, like an unbelievably random person. And how how quickly did Ken Jong stand up and yell, you know what, I think that's former athletics and Giants left-handed pitcher Barry Zito. Greg, I'm glad you like, bring this up because this is another conspiracy theory, theory that I have. People are getting fed names when when these people are getting uh, – they're just they about to get to eliminated. Be. The Victor Oladipo one is the, the one that stands out to me more than anything else. Uh, by the way, not to brag, another one I called. But uh, I should – like Alexa will tell you I should be a judge on The Masked Singer. It may be my greatest skill in this world. <laughs> but honestly, it probably is. But um, no one had mentioned anything close to Victor Oladipo. Like people were like, Dennis Rodman, blah, blah, blah. He's tall. That's a basketball player, right? And – and at the very last moment, when before when they were making their final predictions, Ken Jong's like, you know, it's really well known in the basketball world that Victor Oladipo from the mm. Indiana Pacers is a great singer, and I think this might be him. They yeah. get fed them. <laughs> Nicole had one a couple weeks ago too. Noted, noted basketball insider and hip hop aficionado Ken Jong. I, I like Ken Jong. Uh, so do I. It's just, but that's the part of the show where I'm just like, there's just no way. There's just no way. Like you, you thought that like it's it, that takes it out. It takes me out of it. Like I've watched episodes. It's it's fun. It's you know it's interesting, but I don't know if I could stick with it for uh, for the long haul. Oh, we dig it. Like we we really dig it. And actually, Ken Jong has another show right now. It's called like uh, I can see uh, your voice see or your something. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Alexa loves that show. She likes it more than I do. I I think it's uh, I think it's okay, but she loves I, uh, it. I saw the first episode of I, I think I can see your voice or I can see your vo- whatever it is. Mm. So you think you can dance? Mm. Um, I saw the first episode uh, while I was uh, in, in a shore house, and we we watched it. It it's interesting, and uh, it's another. I, I, the concept seems weird. Like the 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 ten thousand dollars. I do like the reveal. I prefer when the person's wrong. I yeah, think yeah. that's hilarious. Oh for sure. Um, 
Uh, but it's it's very it's I could uh, that's it's gonna be another hit like the like the Mass Singer one. People people are just gonna flock to it. That's how it works. Ken Jong just gonna keep working forever. He will never have to uh, never have to go back to Hangover Four. Yeah, well, believe me, if the money's right, it'll happen. I don't think the money's gonna be right. Look, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Chris and the wait is finally over. Football is now back in full swing. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are heating up as well. You might not be able to go to any of these games this year, but you can still be in on all of the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures right now. Head to Bet Online today to take advantage of the great sign up bonuses. Another really fun weekend in the NFL this year. We finally get a chance to see teams sort of sort themselves out a little bit. We see who teams really are. And I don't think that's going to be any more evident than in the Philadelphia Eagles-Pittsburgh Steelers game. Are the 1-2-1 uh, Eagles actually okay? Are the Steelers as good as their 3-0 record suggests? We're going to find out this Sunday, and I, for one, can't wait. To get in on all that action and oh so much more, visit our good friends and the exclusive partner at Podcast One Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure you use the promo code Podcast One for your sign up bonus. That's P O D C A S T O N E. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Gregory, we're back. So, so far we've covered the NHL draft and the Masked Singer. I think that was pretty much what we'd planned on doing when the um, 100%. when the show started. Let's talk, uh, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? Or do you want to talk about Major League Baseball playoffs, the NBA Finals, or a couple of uh, the coaching changes in the NBA? So we can, we I, I think we can kind of touch on at least briefly just the MLB playoffs. Mm-hmm. And how how exciting the the three game series with the extra wild card stuff was! I don't think they'll ever keep that for from an expanded perspective with the 162 game season, just because I feel like they'd be more unsuccessful. Like like you know, right at 500 or lower than 500 teams making these these playoffs, and that would be you know a, a little bit. Yeah, heaven forbid that there's an underdog who gets to gets to advance. Sure, but it would kind of cheapen it a little bit, uh, I think, with the expanded, you know, the regular 162-game season. Uh, but they sure were fun. I-, I wish there were more Game 3s, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Not but, a lot. Yeah, but uh, I- just the idea of the three-game series and how important Game 1 is, and there was some serious intensity uh, in some of these some of these games. But outside of that, the playoffs have been all right. The Astros just continue to Astro even without trash cans. So I mean, do they? Well, let's look. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. There was of eight series in that three game that three game round in the uh, the wild card series. One, or sorry, two of them went three games. That was that yeah. was A's White Sox and Padres Cardinals. The, I think the biggest shocker has to be Miami sweeps the Cubs out in the wild card round. That's crazy. The, the Cubs' offense just disappeared for yeah. the second year in a row around this time. Um, it just just nowhere to be found. Um, and 
That, that Marlins team is weird. It just makes sense that they that they win like and and just sweep no problem. Sixto Sanchez five mm-hmm. innings in the game two clincher, scoreless, eighty nine pitches. It's you know that's just the way it works. I don't think they're gonna fare as well. I think they'll uh, the 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 insane stat uh, that I heard is the Marlins have never lost the playoff series. They uh they they I think now are seven and zero in playoff series. Wow. They've also never won the NL East. Uh, they've never won a division title, but they have two World Series victories, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that team it's it's another one of those situations like the Marlins always seem to find themselves in. It's a bunch of young guys, pretty talented, a couple wily veterans like Corey Dickerson, uh, Jesus oh, Aguilar, God. like yeah. those those kind of guys. Who who provide a little bit of a little bit of oomph in that lineup and and now we're here and they have a young pitching staff it's fine like they're they're perfectly fine um, but I mean listen I don't think they're going any further than where they're at right now no. uh, no, no, the no. Braves are the Braves are the much better team yeah Braves are already up one nothing in the series and this is, I don't I don't think this is going to be a long series you touched on the non trash can having Houston Astros earlier I want to talk about Jose Altuve because. I uh, you know, was not positive about Jose Altuve after this whole thing came out. I think he should have got suspended for a really long time. I think it's crazy that the players didn't get suspended taking part of this. But you know, we go back to 2017. This guy is the MVP winner in Major League Baseball. He hits 346, 410 OBP. Gregory, do you happen to know what his batting average and on-base percentage were in 2020? I do not. I can imagine they weren't good. Well, he hit 219 this year. And he did that with a 286 on base percentage, which are just absolutely horrible, horrendous numbers. Puts up a negative war, literally is worse than a replacement player. So I'm guessing that the the trash can played some part in the success of Jose Altuve. COVID, bro. That's what. Uh, uh-huh. That's that's why. That's why Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve was more concerned. You know, with that sort of stuff, he can't focus on on playing baseball. What do you want? What do you want the guy to do? Yeah, I mean, maybe hit two twenty, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah, like I'm so happy this happened to him. Like he's just I I predicted he was going to fall back. I didn't think he would fall back this hard. I thought that you know this is a career three eleven hitter. I thought he was going to go from basically being a 300 hitter in 2019 to somewhere like 270. Did not think he was going to be closer to 217. That's crazy. But uh, good for him. Couldn't be happier to see someone fail. But 60 game sample size. I think I think the the real the real uh the real victory lap that you can take is uh next year if that trend continues. Even if he hits in like the 240s and 250s next year, you could really take this victory lap the whole way down to Minute Maid Park and back. Well, and the other one that I think the Astros should be pretty concerned about in 2017 again, uh Carlos Correa, it, he hits 315 through and slash and um with put, puts up an OBP of 391. That drops down to 246, 326 this year. Uh, 264, 326, excuse me. But, like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> these guys just might not be that good. Eh, well, most of them signed extensions and cashed in, buddy. So it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, we do see baseball players fall off very quickly, though. Like, yeah, but they don't uh, tend to be 25. Well, that's it's true, <laughs> except you're, if your name is... Um, Oh my God! I is it Yaroslav Askarov, the most recent selection by the Nashville Predators, a goalie? 
Interesting, interesting. Pecorine getting up there. Uh, he didn't even start for them in the postseason, so that's that's it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting pick for them. Um, regard, but they had Jonas Corposalo. No, it was Corposalo. Sorry, done. yeah, yeah. We're, mo- we're moving on. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, Dominic Brown. Don Brown's a guy who I think of. Uh, for you know, super successful like uh, all star. The guy made an all star team and then just disappeared forever after like a season. Like that kind of stuff can happen in baseball. It's weird. Guys just lose it regardless of age. Um, it just it just goes and and there's nothing there. And Altuve had what three, four really really productive years and then it kind of just fell off to the wayside. Yeah, that uh, that all star year though in 2013, like he wasn't amazing. He hit 272. Yeah, but again, baseball is one of those situations where, like, being amazing for a super long period of time is really, really reserved for, like, the elites. The elite of the elite players can be that consistent, like, that consistently, like, top-tier performance. I mean, you're betting 346. That's, you're, you're talking, like, oh, yeah. all-time greats hitting that. You're not going to hit that consistently unless you're, like, Tony Gwynn. No, but if you're good enough to hit 346 in any given season, I think you're good enough to hit 300 in any season. And that just wasn't the case with Altuve, a guy who, you know, his contact skills were always the thing you really liked about him, had pop for a small guy, but like these incredible contact skills doesn't strike out. Now he's just kind of garbage. And 272 is not amazing, even in the short term. It's average any way you look at it. Uh, Let's not forget, Don Brown made the all-star team in 2013 because somebody had to make the all-star team from the Phillies. That's true. It is true. They uh, th- that was always my favorite baseball rule, where uh, like Heathcliff Slocum would end up in the All Star game uh, in like the late '90s for the Phillies for some reason because you had to send someone. 2013 was the year Charlie Manuel got fired, uh, and the disrespect from that organization. That's crazy. I, I that have, is crazy. I agree. I have a really fun like anger towards this this organization that now is just fueling. Like it's just. I'm so just done with them in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the stuff that's come out this week, it, they've just it, for years, for since the World Series, this 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 franchise just disrespects their fan base, disrespects their legends. It's it it's fucking it's terrible. It really is terrible. Yeah, but I, now I, they I can't hired Doc anymore. No, well, they stink too. <laughs> I, Philly sports as a whole uh, stinks. Turning away, turning away. Resi- resist the urge, Greg. Resist. I, the urge. I, I, I'm trying. <laughs> There's uh, plenty of time for us to whine about Philly sports uh, in in our our personal time. I think we do it too much on the show. But uh, okay, let's get some some quick predictions for these series. What we've got left? We've got Rays Yankees. Yankees up one nothing. Uh, I I don't know if the Yankees have the starting pitching to beat the Rays. But I don't know if it's going to matter. The Yankees' bats are hot. Uh, I mean, they just absolutely drubbed the Rays yesterday mm-hmm. in a game where Blake Snell was on the mound. Um, I, hate I, I, think I hate Blake I think, Snell so much. <laughs> I know. I think they're going to have to win slugfests, and I think they're equipped to do it. I mean, you have guys like Stanton hitting hitting grand slams. You have, uh, you know, obviously Aaron Judges, Luke Voigt's of the world. Uh, I think this Yankee offense is so potent that I, I don't think their pitching is going to hold them back. I think they take that one. All right, the Cheaters are up 2-0 on the uh, the Oakland A's. Moneyball 2.0. Unfortunately for the Cheaters, I think they're they're taking that one 
and uh, and running with it. For the record, I believe that would be fortunately for the cheaters rather than unfortunately for the cheaters. But uh, unfortunately for the cheated, the uh, the cheaters <laughs> will be advancing. Going, yeah, they're just they're better than the A's. Great story. Surprised the A's beat the White Sox a little bit. I I, I thought the White Sox would. I thought the White Sox would beat the A's, even though obviously the A's were the higher seed. Uh, good for the A's, good season, basically paying nothing. Although you're also playing in a, the shithole of all shitholes in the Coliseum. Yes. My God, that place is like, I've I've harped on that before. It's the worst stadium I've ever been to in my life. Uh, and it's, I hope it's the worst stadium. I'm, and like, I count like the B field in Contra Hawken in that conversation. <laughs> like, I still wow. think it's better than the, I still think it's better than the Oakland, uh, the Oakland Coliseum. Let's go to the NL. We've got the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. As much as I'd love to pick the Padres, because I think they're the funner pick, uh, that Dodgers team is just so good. And yeah. without Clevenger, without Clevenger, I think he still hasn't been cleared to, to go. Uh, I think the Dodgers do take that. I just saw something on Clevenger while I was looking around. What? Was it apparently nothing super recently? I don't see anything on Roto World, so who knows? Uh, last up, the Atlanta Braves, the Miami Marlins, Braves up one nil. Uh, the, the the Braves are just a much better team. Yeah, much better team. It sucks that we have to watch a six zero pitch for that team for as long as we did, but you can't really complain about the trade at the time. Certainly, the value was there. Real Muto has been a heck of a player in Philadelphia. It's just, unfortunately, I think he might be a heck of a player in New York for the Mets moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll just... I, it's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. But at least Klintak stepped down. Not to... Not to harp back on Heathcliff Slocum. He did have one. He did have one All Star game appearance for the Phillies in 1995. Surprisingly, a lot of Phillies in this All Star game. Uh, and and an insane MVP for the number of people that were were on this in this game. Uh, just just absolutely bizarre. Jeff Conine with the MVP. Heathcliff Slocum with the win in that game. Chris picked up the W. 50, I mean, 54 years old from Jamaica, New York. <laughs> Heathcliff Dude, Slocum, listen, yeah. Listen to the. You're telling me Jeff Conine won the 1995 All Star MVP. Listen, listen to the National League starters: Mike Piazza, okay. Fred McGriff, Craig Biggio, Matt Williams, Ozzie Smith, Barry Bonds, uh, Nails, Lenny Dykstra, mm-hmm. Tony Gwynn. Now we move over to the American League: Pudge Rodriguez, Frank Thomas, Carlos Baerga, Wade Boggs, Cal Ripken. Junior, uh, just oh, in case. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> Albert Bell, Griffey Junior, Kirby Puckett, and Edgar Martinez in the DH spot, and Jeff Conine off the bench for the NL grabs yeah. the MVP. Those are those are some legends. It's like uh, it, it would be like in that episode of The Simpsons with the, the softball team if he put out. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like Homer making the big play to win the game, but <laughs> exactly. uh, but it's like if uh, I don't know. If uh, Ben Revere comes off the bench to, to yeah. make the big play and win the game, just insane, just insane. Even even the other players on the bench, like you got you got uh, uh, Raul Mondesi, Sammy Sosa, Dante Bichette, Dalton's on this team. Mickey Morandini's only All Star appearance. I mean, this is this is insanity. Manny's Manny's first All Star appearance in this in this situation. I just Jeff Conine, ladies and gentlemen, future Philly great Jeff Conine. 
Yeah, Conan. Uh, nope, I'm sorry. Jeff Frank Coor is who I'm thinking of. Jeff, Co- Jeff, Jeff Conan was a Philly. He played. He was a Philly in 2006. Huh. All right. I knew. I knew he was there. Greg. Greg in 28 games with the Philadelphia Phillies, 107 plate appearances. He hit 280 with a 327 OBP. Did hit that one home run, 17 RBIs, five walks. Who can forget his time in Philadelphia as a 40-year-old other than apparently you? Yeah, I was going to say other than me, probably no one. Yeah. Well, Jeff Conine, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that's the show uh, for this episode, I suppose. We'll be back a little bit later in the week to talk about some of the games that interest us this season. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here later this week.